They say it is better to give than to receive, and Shelby knows this very well. Shelby is an adult living with 22Q and has been sewing since she was 11 years old. She sews and makes quilts for other individuals who also have 22Q, and she mails them across the country, spreading love through her craft. And I also get to sit down with her mom, Stacy, and hear from her perspective what it was like when Shelby was younger. So I am so thrilled to introduce you to Shelby and her mom, Stacy. Welcome to the 22Q podcast. My name is Becky White, and today I'm really excited to have Stacy and Shelby here with us today. It is a mom and daughter duo, and they're here to share their 22Q experience with us. And I actually met them through the podcast, but also saw on social media that Shelby creates quilts, and we're going to get into that a little bit later on. But if you ladies wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself. Stacy, starting with you. My name is Stacy. I am Shelby's mom. Well, I'm originally from Michigan, but um, I have been in Alabama for the last 19 years. Um, I've pretty much always been a stay-at-home mom. I ran a Girl Scout troop. I do everything I can to get um, awareness out for 22Q. And I currently run a sewing ministry at my church. Wonderful. Thank you. And Shelby, please introduce yourself. My name is Shelby. We live in Millbrook, Alabama. I live with my mom and dad. I have an older brother who currently lives in Mobile right now. And I have 22Q. Nice. And what do you enjoy doing? What makes you really happy? I really enjoy doing quilting. I make quilts for others with 22Q. And do you sew them by hand or do you sew them with a machine? All of them are done by machine from start to finish. Wow. Wow. And how long did you, how long have you been sewing? Since I was 11. Wow. So you've been doing it for a long time. What is it about sewing that you enjoy? Like, why does it bring you so much peace and joy? Yeah. It's peaceful. I, it, I can be on my own pace with clothing. Yeah, it's very calming for me. Yeah. Do you find that you can just keep sewing and sewing and sewing and all of a sudden you'll look at the clock and it's like four hours later? <laughs> no, not really. No, I, not that long. <laughs> that's a bit much, right? Oh, well, that's great. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today here with your mom. And I'd love to hear about your journey with 22Q. I mean, let's start from the beginning. Well, um, we knew she had um, ASD and VSD when she was born. And we moved to Alabama the week of her first birthday. And when we found the new cardiologist and the new pediatrician and got things going, um, just more and more, we knew she had an umbilical hernia, but then it turned out she had another hernia. And after a year, it didn't, they didn't go away. So um, we had those repaired. 
And then it just seemed like she was getting sick a lot. She always had ear infections, eye infections, upper respiratory. There was just, it was a constant, you couldn't make it go away. And her pediatrician said, nobody has this much going on without something else. So we went, she sent us to genetics. They did a basic test. Nothing came back. Really? Yeah. Then when she was probably about two and a half, she wasn't talking yet. And they said, nope, something's going on. So she sent us to the cleft and palate team. And it was the geneticist on that team who all he did was he looked at her ears and he looked at her hands and he goes, oh, I know what to test her for. Wow. And a couple of weeks later, it came back. She was diagnosed with DeGeorge syndrome. Wow. And, and what? of course, we all know after that diagnosis, then it comes into, well, now you got to go see this specialist and that specialist and specialist I had never even heard of. Right. Right. And was Shelby your first child at this time? Second. Second child. Her brother is older than her. So you had had a child prior and you had Mm -hmm. seen them grow up and how, cause how old was the brother at that time when Shelby was four years older than her? Okay. Shelby just turned 20 last week. So yeah. Oh, nice. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you had seen your son and his developmental milestones and you, you knew, and you knew in your mom yeah. that, that something was up. So I'm so glad that you were able to find that geneticist and found that cleft palate team because that's what it takes. It just takes the right person to see your child and then mm-hmm. be able to help you find that diagnosis. So once you received that diagnosis, what were the next steps for you and your family and Shelby? Well, the day I remember the day we got the phone call, we were actually on our way back from Birmingham for an appointment for my son. He was actually being seen by another clinic and we had just gotten a diagnosis for him. Um, He does not have 22Q. He has something else. And it was just like, you just kind of really felt like your world was crushing at first. Mm -hmm. Um, almost a numb feeling at the same time. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think one of the things I told myself is I I just, I had to learn her. I had to learn Shelby because if I looked at Google and read everything, I knew I'd probably lose it. (laughs) Yeah. So you found, so correct me if I'm wrong. You found out both diagnosis on the same day. Um, within, I think that was probably within a week or two of each other. So very close. Mm -hmm. Wow. How did you navigate that? Well, my son was actually diagnosed with, um, Asperger's. Okay. So, um, luckily I knew autism pretty well. Um, I have other family members with it. And he's, my son is very high functioning. Um, He really, he lives on his own in Mobile. He graduated college. He's got a job, Um, you know, so he was fairly easy. It was more fine motor delay kind of things with him. So he was actually easy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Shelby, it's been an adventure and it's, it continues to be an adventure. We, we both learn, um, you know, every day we're learning. Yeah. Uh, I taught her when she was young how to talk to her doctors, how to talk to people, you know, she'll walk up to anybody and say, hi, I'm Shelby. I quote, but I also have 22Q and do you want to hear about it? And she will tell them all about it. That's great. Teaching our children to be advocates for any child is so important. And that's wonderful that you instilled that in her at a very young age. And Shelby, what has it been like for you having 22Q and navigating it? That's challenging um yeah it's just it's just challenging for me and sometimes I I just really deal with it and mm-hmm. get through it mm-hmm. what are some things that are really you're working on right now that are challenging for you my my knees oh okay is, probably the worst challenges I have to go through. Mm-hmm. I have loose patella, loose patella instabilities. It's where when I walk, my kneecap will slip out of place and that's when I will fall and it goes back in place. Mm-hmm. And do you use a cane or a walker for assistance mm-hmm. to get around? I actually have a knee brace that has a C thingy on the side that keeps it from, you know, keep my kneecap knee from slipping out of place. January of 2020, I actually had my left knee, my left knee surgery. It was 2019 in December, my left kneecap gave out and just stuck on the side there. So I actually had to deal with that thing stuck on the side for about a month. A couple weeks. Or a couple weeks. Was that painful? I have high pain tolerance. <laughs> she never feels pain. Yeah. And unfor- unfortunately, since the surgery of my left knee, it gave out again. So this Thursday, we're going to see my knee surgeon, Mm -hmm. see what he says about it. Well, good luck. Maddie? Might've been. Nice. Nice. So, so how many quilts have you made? Just about 40 43. Wow. That is And tell us about the quilts you make them for individuals living with 22Q. How do you find these individuals? Uh, We know them from Facebook Mm -hmm. mostly. Um, I have my quilts in Texas, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, all over here in Alabama. Supplies, getting her some supplies to help her build these quilts and make these quilts. Um, I saw a few of them. They are beautiful and you do such a great job. So how long do you think it takes from start to finish 
with <laughs> one quilt. Uh, depends how much you work on it, really. Yeah. Would you say it's like a month, two months? Uh, if I work on it a little bit every day, then usually about a month and a half-ish. Yeah. 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 So that's a lot of love going into that one quilt that you make. And what made you have this idea? How did this idea come about? Well, when I was at a church, um, Miss Valerie, that's her name. And I went up to her and asked her, I heard that you have a sewing group. Uh, does your mind teaching me how to quilt? And she said, well, how old are you? And I said, 11. She said, I don't know, you might be a little too young to start sewing. And I just said, please. And she said, okay, we'll give it a shot. And I, my very first project that I sewn is a pot holder. And she always starts with teaching pot holders before starting a quilt. And I never stopped sewing since then. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And how did you come up with the idea of spreading these quilts across the country to other individuals with 22Q? With the 22Q quilts I made for others with 22Q, with this quilt I adopted, I have 22Q, but 22Q doesn't have me. It means it doesn't it doesn't define you of who you are. So that's what I put on every 22 Q close just to let them know it does not define you. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And did you get this idea one day when you were on Facebook or had you been connected with other families, other people living with 22 Q and you thought, hey, this would be a really good idea to support and well the the sewing group um they were making quilts for cancer okay. and Shelby and I started talking about it and we said you know wouldn't this be neat to spread this for other people with 22q and um we sent she made a few and we sent them out some most people know they're coming but we've had had a couple that have gone out and was a complete shock. I've gotten emails that was like, I just got this box on my porch and I had no idea. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's kind of fun. We prefer to hand them out personally, but it's kind of fun to send them in the mail too. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a surprise. Yep. Who doesn't love a surprise package? <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Oh, that's so wonderful. I think it's such a great idea. It's a way to connect with other individuals with 22Q and it's such a sweet handcrafted gift that is one of a kind. So how amazing is that? I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Um, and I just, I guess I wanted to ask you, Stacy, how do you feel about her quilts and her quilting? Thank you for sharing that. And I'd love to hear more about your 22Q journey, you know, in the first couple of years of life from one to five what sort of other medical challenges came with the diagnosis? 
Wow. Um, it just seemed like every six months it was something new. Uh, she's had two different sinus surgeries. She's had two sets of ear tubes. She had both of her hernias repaired at the same time. And then a year later had to have them done again because that all came undone. She's had her knee surgery. Yeah. How have you navigated all of that as her mom? <laughs> um, you just keep going. I, it's the best way to describe it. Uh, you just, I, I learned early on to keep binders. So, um, and to always, always ask at least a couple times a year for the doctor's notes, because I learned a lot from reading their notes. Um, some things that just were never even mentioned to me. And I'm like, why wasn't this said? And they were like, oh, well, we didn't think it was important. And it's like, well, yeah, it's important. It's in here. It's important. So I think we're on binder number five. Right. <laughs> the biggest mm -hmm. challenge has actually, for me, has probably been the transition into adulthood. Um, finding new doctors has been a little bit of a challenge because I feel like I'm starting all over again. Right. Uh, I just, I really feel like the, the world is not ready for adult 22 Q. Mm -hmm. Why not? What, what is the world missing as of right now? Information, <laughs> just general information, just, you know, they just don't seem to understand. They look at her and they go, Oh, well, she's got a book. Well, yeah. Cause her medical journey has been long, you know, and I just don't feel like they see the whole 22 Q. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Have you found yourself having to educate most of her doctors and medical providers? Yes. Yeah. And what has been useful or helpful when you do have to repeat all of her medical surgeries and history? I, her binders, I'm able to go back pull the important stuff for each doctor and say here and give them copies and let them actually catch up from her pediatric doctors. Mm -hmm. um, her pediatric doctors were phenomenal. All of them, they were great in helping with the transition. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I only had a couple doctors throughout this whole journey that I had to go, nope, I need someone else because you're not hearing me. Doctor-wise, we've been pretty lucky. Good. It's just getting them on the same page. Right. And for your state, is it is it 20 or an 18 that she had to switch? 19. 19. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is something that many of us don't even think about or is on our radar as a young parent, speaking from my personal perspective, it's it's something that I'm not even thinking about right now. I'm thinking about education and where is he going to go for middle school, high school and that is a huge hurdle. Have you been able to reach out to other other parents that have adult children with 22Q? Um, everybody else is younger. They're not quite there yet. They're 15, 16. I want to say we know, we do know some adult adults with 22Q. So it's, but they're in different states. So it's a whole different. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have you been able to connect with any of the 22Q clinics or any of them somewhat near you? They tried to start a, at Children's in Birmingham, they started up a 22Q clinic. 
-hmm. Shelby was actually picked to be the first one to go through. And it lasted for two years and it was great. Even though we spent about five or six hours at the hospital, we, but they all, we got to see everybody all at one time. Um, it's an hour and a half drive one way for us to go there. So yeah. instead of going back and forth multiple times a week, we just went for one day and it was done. Unfortunately, um, it is no more. But as far as out of state, the only other doctors we've talked to is um, in Ohio at Nationwide. Right. It is so tricky depending on where you live and the services or providers that you can connect with. It's It makes it so challenging because mm -hmm. not many of us can take two or three days to go travel to those clinics that are wonderful, but it makes it really tricky. What other struggles have you found navigating Shelby's 22Q that you've worked through and any sort of support or information or recommendations for other parents, maybe starting this journey with an adult living with 22Q? Wow. Um, <laughs> just to connect, you know, connect. I think working, finding that other 22Q family, learning from each other is really, because we live it, they live it. You know, trying to listen to a doctor or a teacher or somebody who has no idea, they just know what they read on this paper um, is, is hard. Right, it is. And has there been a moment with a doctor or with a provider where you felt really proud and finally found your advocacy voice? Can you think of a time? Mm. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I remember just getting Shelby to, to speak to her doctors was, was great, you know, and they finally started to, to listen to her. Mm -hmm. because there were times where I felt like they looked at me and said, oh, well, you're just mom. You know, you're the paranoid mom. You're the, the worried mom. You're the, well, no, these are concerns that need to be addressed. And mm -hmm. um, I remember when Shelby, at one point, she decided she no longer wanted to take any of her medication. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. I said, but you got to talk to your doctor first. And so she says, okay, I'll take it until I, we go again. And when we got there, I sat back and I said, talk to her. Shelby says, I'm done taking my medicine. And the doctor said, oh, you are. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they had a nice little talk and now Shelby gets it. I think getting her involved early with the doctors also helped both of us. Yeah. You know, it helps us even with the doctors as a team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you are in their eyes, just mom, quote unquote, even mm -hmm. though that's an amazing role, but I am sure hearing it from you, Shelby, it means more you saying, I don't want to take my med anymore. They understand and they hear you. And what was that moment like for you, Shelby, finding your advocacy voice for your health and saying, for example, when you told that doctor, I don't want to take my med anymore. How has that journey been for you? I would say it's just comes natural for me. Nice. 
as an adult with 22Q. And here's an opportunity for you to share your view on it. If you say, for example, we're standing on in front of a stage full of people, what would you want them to know what it's like living with 22Q for them to listen in here? Well, and the most important thing is finding the right resources for your 22Q child or young adult, Mm -hmm. not giving up, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And God has a plan for each one of us holding in his hands. Mm -hmm. Is your faith very important to you? Yes. Yeah. I can tell. (laughs) And what do you wish people would say or do differently? It would just be nice for them to say, I hear you. Not try and fix it. Not try and fix anything. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. (laughs) We just need to be understood and accepted. You know, everyone's always got the advice of, well, did you talk to that doctor? Well, I mean, I've been told if you just would quit taking her to the doctor, they would quit finding things wrong. Well, no. I've had people say, well, I've talked, I have a doctor friend or whoever, and I've talked to them about this. And I'm thinking, why are you talking to somebody else about me or us, our situation? We have a doctor, I will talk to them. So it, I know they're, they think they're probably being helpful or, and it's, but it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. I don't go to my doctor or my doctor friend and talk about your problems or your mm-hmm. health issues or your, so it's. It's challenging. Yes. It is, especially when their heart is in the right place, but it is sometimes you just wish people would just sit with you in your moment and just hear you, like you said, and simply say, what can I do to help? Or how can I be helpful? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to go grab a cup of coffee? Or what sort of supplies can I get for Shelby for her next quilt? Um, I know she really enjoys that. Simple things. I do have a fantastic nephew um, who has, he's graduated in genetics. So it is, I really enjoy sitting with him and he can look at some of her medical stuff and he gets it and he's like, Oh, okay. And then he can turn around and explain it to other family members that maybe don't get it. Mm-hmm. So, um, just recently, um, my dad and my sister and my nephew were all here visiting and it was shortly after the, the update, the international 22 Q sent out that update of, uh, the article with all the different medical things. And, I got out her binder and he was reading it and he's like, Oh, this is interesting. Oh, I get this. And he was able to explain some things to me that I thought I understood, but he made it much clearer. And even my sister, you know, I think she started, you know, understood a few more things. Mm -hmm. It's so great that you have him in your corner to help you. (laughs) That's so wonderful. What's his name? His first name, Andy, Andy. Good job. Keep it up. We need more people like you. Shelby, you know, what do you want to share with the world? Like, what do you, what are your, what are your hopes and dreams for like 10 years from now? What are some dreams that you have for yourself? 
My goal is to be a interior designer. Nice. I'm really good with remembering the name of a color. I'm really like to com- combine colors, mm-hmm. textures. I really like to play with that stuff. And I really like to design rooms and floor plans, you know, setting up furniture and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, good luck. Are you looking into programs right now? No, not really. <laughs> not yet. You said you connected with a few people with 22Q. What has been really helpful for you navigating your 22Q? Um, go to a 22Q. Twenty-two q conference if you can. Um, the very first one that I can remember going to was actually when the International 22Q held one at Disney World. And that's where we met Nadia and Anya, Maria from Australia. (laughs) Um, We met just, and that she was probably, I was like eight or nine. Eight or nine. That was the first time seeing some of these older people with 22Q and getting to know them that, you know, there was hope that things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because when she was first diagnosed, it was, she's going to have this, she's going to have that, this isn't going to work, you know, and you just feel like you're kind of being dumped on. Yeah. Yeah. And just connecting with all of them. Mm-hmm. Finding that support, connecting with yes. a community of people who have maybe possibly older children or are just diagnosed and having that community is so important. I mean, going to nationwide in Ohio, you know, every couple of years when they do theirs, I always say we're home. We're with our family. We're home because you walk into a room and for once you're not judged. Mm -hmm. Right. And Shelby, do you remember when you first realized you had 22Q? I remember when I was little, I've been asking questions from my mom and dad, like, why do I have to go to speech therapy in school all the time and while the other classmates don't? And why do I being so checked out every time in school and missing all the work in school? And that's when they both told me that I have something to do. Mm-hmm. And what did you think when you heard that you had that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's interesting that I have trans Q. I never realized when I was little at the time. I never knew. Mm-hmm. And so when mom and dad told me, I feel I feel relieved mm-hmm. that I knew mm-hmm. I had it. Yeah. Good. And then just. And I, I've been understanding, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. Of what, you know, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. And my mom will just explain it to me. Mm -hmm. And how do you keep going? What keeps you motivated? What keeps you lifted? What keeps you so positive? Um, Praying. I do my prayer journals. I just 
try to listen to God's whisper and mm-hmm. you know, it's just faith with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And how much do you love your mom? A lot. <laughs> I can tell you guys are so cute. <laughs> There's a lot of love between the two of you, which is beautiful. It's really great. Well, we laugh because sometimes we both walk out in the morning and after getting dressed and we find that we're wearing the same shirt or at least the same color combination. I said, we are definitely hanging out too much. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What do you guys enjoy doing together? Working on a (laughs) sewing ministry, (laughs) keeping the sewing ministry up. Good. Going on little adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Camping. What's your favorite adventure you've gone on so far? Uh, tough question. <laughs> a couple of small towns around here, Prattville, um, Wetumpka. I think we just enjoy when we get to have a day and and go to these little towns and have lunch and walk around and see the shops. And in Prattville, we love to walk the creek, um, which is where she does. Last year it was the first year, but she's going to be raising money again. She's gonna. She's in the process of sewing some items to sell to do a 22Q Christmas tree. I love it. I did that last year and now I'm doing it again. So perfect. Yeah. Any way I can help share that, let me know. Please. Can't wait to see it. I'm making pot holders with the loops on the corners and bookmarks, the fabric corner bookmarks. And I'm also trying to sell some upcycled projects mm-hmm. I make these 10 can organizers right so I, I do a little bit of everything pretty much that's wonderful and where can people find your work on Shelby stories on okay. Facebook all right we will yeah, post we don't that. have it, all the stuff up for sale yet but we're getting pretty close here to being able to do that that's wonderful. And the you said it's a fundraiser, correct? Or Yes, because okay. she has to pay for the Christmas tree. Gotcha. And she earned all the money last year on her own. So that's wonderful. She would not let mom and dad help. We offered to help get that last chunk. And she said, nope, I'm doing this. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Well, good luck. I'm sure you'll do it again. <laughs> and Shelby, what has your 22Q taught you about yourself? Mm, everything. <laughs> um, my, I've been learning new things. Mm-hmm. Has it taught you to be stronger or patient? Yes. Yeah. All of the above, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Stacey, what has, what has Shelby's 22Q taught you about yourself? Never give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I, as a mom, I have a voice and I do know my child. Yep. That's wonderful. And if you, Stacey, could go back in time to yourself when you got that phone call that um, Shelby had to George syndrome, what would you tell yourself in that moment going back in time? Breathe because it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. 
Shelby, what would you tell yourself when you ask the question, you know, why do I have to go to all these therapies and that your parents told you you had 22 Q? What would you tell yourself if you could go back in time and what you have learned over the years, sort of like motivation, what would you tell yourself in that moment? Um, everything's going to be okay. Just keep moving forward. Remember that God has your plans, um, your future plans holding in his hands. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me. And is there anything else you both want to add or anything I didn't touch upon that you want to share with the 22Q community? No, my biggest thing is just, you know, make sure you're reaching out. Don't be afraid to reach out to other 22Q families. It's important to connect. It can feel extremely isolating if you don't, but there's a lot of us out there around the world, which is, oh yeah, which I'm sure you figured out, but I'm slowly figuring out through this podcast. <laughs> I've had people from all over the world contacting me and it just blows my mind because you do sometimes feel like you're on a little Island, right? And mm -hmm. that you're navigating this all by yourself, but you're not, there's so many of us. So thank you both for sharing today and good luck Shelby with all the quilting and um, I'll be sure to share it multiple times. So hopefully I can get it out there to more people that haven't seen it yet, but keep up the great work. You're both thank amazing. You. Um, and thank, thank you. you so much for taking the time today. Well, and thank you for doing this because this is a great way for families to connect and to hear and share our stories. Mm -hmm. And that shows, shows them that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. 100%. Well, thank you for thank you for listening and thanks for being on today. <laughs> Shelby, thank you for being just so inspiring and continue to make these quilts and spread love and raise awareness about 22Q. You are doing amazing things and you inspire me so much. And to Stacy, thank you for being such an amazing mom. I think you are wonderful and I thank you for sharing your perspective today. Thank you both. And to our listeners, thank you for following, liking, subscribing this podcast and helping to raise awareness about 22Q and letting the world know what it's all about. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you'd like to reach me, you can by emailing me at 22qpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or if you would like to be on the podcast, feel free to reach out. And until next time, I want to remind our 22Q family to never forget that you are not alone.